is Athena and welcome back to Let's Talk Disability, a podcast focusing on a range of disabilities from autism to dyspraxia to ADHD. I talk about the lot. Today is Christmas Day. Happy Christmas to everyone who celebrates. For today's podcast, I wanted to talk about my most dyspraxic moments growing up. Now, I've compiled a list of seven. I was thinking about doing 10, but my brain went completely blank. So I thought I'll just stick with seven. Originally it was five, but now it's seven. The list focuses on a range of my traits of dyspraxia, my most dyspraxic moments. I've talked about some of them, some of them I haven't talked about, but I thought it'd just be a fun podcast episode to do. So without further ado, let's get started. Number one, breaking my arm when I was 10 by slipping on slippy socks. Now I was talking to my boyfriend about this and he said it's not really a dyspraxic moment because anyone could just slip on slippy socks or like, you know them socks which are meant to be grippy but they aren't really that grippy, them sort of socks. So I was sliding from one side of the room to the other and I just lost my foot in and fell on my back. Well, I think it's a dyspraxic moment, but my boyfriend differs. He thinks it's just anyone can slip and fall on their back. Anyway, I slipped on my arm. I broke it. It was it was called a green stick fracture. I think it's the type of fracture that's quite common in children. So when you've got bendy bones, it just bends, breaks. It was more like a splint. It wasn't a complete break but it was so painful. I remember just screaming out in agony. For the first day or two, my mum didn't believe me, I don't think, because I'd never had a broken bone before. She just thought I was being dramatic until it was like Monday again, because it happened like on Saturday until it was Monday and I was getting dressed for school. I was still complaining and she was like, let's take you to the doctors and then the hospital and then that's what happened. (laughs) So number two is trapping my finger in a car door when I was 23 in the range car park. I've mentioned this one a lot, how I've trapped my finger in a car door. I blame the car actually. It was a rental car. It was a horrible orange colour and the door was a funny shape like on my mum and my dad's car, I've always shut the car in that way. For some reason, I shut the door and it just completely shut, like completely, completely shut properly on my finger. I was thinking, okay, okay, wasn't painful at all. That's probably, (laughs) that's the thing about me. I don't really feel pain or if I do feel pain, it's delayed pain. So I didn't really feel pain at all. And I was more in shock and I was like, right, let's open the car door, let's cut my finger out. And it was hurting, but it more felt like a paper cut. It didn't really feel like I just slammed my hand at a car door. So I said to my mom, I think I've just, I've trapped my hand in the car door. And she was like, okay, okay. Not really taking it that serious because I'm not taking it serious either. I'm just acting like I'm just paper cutting myself. (laughs) Got into the range and it's like black. It's like black looks infected looks like oh just looks horrible and my mum's freaking out because she's like oh my goodness me like we need to go to the doctors tomorrow because (laughs) it looks like there's an infection starting it's going all black your fingernails definitely gonna go come off Athena and I was like yeah I know it's gonna come off (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Um, the next day, we went to the pharmacy. They suggested going to the GP. The GP subscribed me with antibiotics, but she said it looked like my finger had dislocated itself. So, to go to the doc's hospital and get an x-ray. Thing is, I've got really, like, crooked middle fingers, so... It's really hard to tell whether my fingers are just crooked or whether there's actually something wrong with it. So, so we went to the hospital, got an x-ray, and the doctors were like, no, nah, it's just your crooked fingers. <laughs> I think the doctor should... I think the doctor at the GP should have known it was just a crooked fingers because both my fingers on my left and my right hand are exactly the same, where they're crooked, like, exactly the same. So maybe it should have been a telltale sign, but I think they were just trying to be safe then. Sorry. Number three, which we're sticking with the finger theme, the finger theme, <laughs> is cutting my finger with a butter knife and having to go to a hospital. This one always shocks people. It even shocked the A&E staff. Even they were like, how? How, Athena, how? Well, they didn't really know my name, but they were like, how? So I couldn't find any pairs of scissors and I had a packet of microwavable rice. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get a butter knife and jab it through just to get through I jabbed it through on a funny angle and just cut my finger cut my finger it wasn't really like a, it wasn't really a butter knife it was like you know when you're eating your Sunday dinner and it's slightly serrated it was one of them knives but it's left a scar honestly it's left a scar it was that deep and I was like wow no one could really figure out how I cut it. Well, they could figure out, but they were, like, shocked. Yeah. So I went to the doctor. I went to the hospital. Didn't need stitches, thank God. But dairy strips. Had to keep an eye on it. Wasn't, I was told I wasn't allowed to wash it. It absolutely reeked. And luckily, one of my best friends' mum is a nurse. So I was messaging her about it. And she was like, yeah, you can wash it after a certain amount of days, but do it in salt water. And I was like, yes it's not stinking the place out yes <laughs> but it was okay it was okay I've got a fun scar to remind me of the situation but yeah fun fact taken away from this uh, use a pair of scissors now whenever I use a knife for anything everyone's like oh my gosh watch Athena with like dagger eyes we need to make sure she's okay now number four I've got dropping a whole box of flapjacks on the floor oh my goodness this happened literally a couple of days ago my boyfriend got me a, got me a box of flapjacks because he, he comes around my house once uh, comes around my house weekly so flapjacks I was so happy about this I literally forgot about them and then when he left I found them I opened the box, took one out, put it back in the cupboard, went to open the cupboard to get it out again and accidentally flipped the box upside down and every single one of them went on the floor. And I was like, oh my goodness, me. And I wasn't too bothered because I'd hoovered my floor and it wasn't really that dirty because I didn't really use my shoes in my room. So I was like, maybe it'll be okay. So I picked them all up, I blew on them, put them back in the box, literally not even joking, 10 minutes later I did the same thing and I was like ah oh my gosh oh my goodness me so then I blew on them again put them back in the box and I was talking to my boyfriend about it and he was like don't eat them because just, just don't eat them you don't know what's been on the floor and I'm like I'm sure it'll be fine I'm sure it'll be fine so later on I'm a little bit peckish so I went into the cupboard and I was like inspecting the flapjacks and I was like they look okay so I ended up eating them, 
I'm not even joking. The next day, five o'clock in the morning, I woke up wanting to throw up. That is your sign. Do not. That is your sign, honestly. Oh, my gosh. Don't eat them. That's probably why I was sick. <laughs> it might have not been why I was sick, but I just felt sick at five o'clock in the morning. And it went on for about two hours. Then I felt fine. Then I went back to work, which, yeah. So, number five. Picking up a glass of water, sipping it, then it's slipping out of my hand and smashing. Now, I don't even know how I did this. This is like the impossible. It was literally like only a tiny bit above the countertop and it just slipped out of my hand and cracked. And I was like, only me. Literally only me. And I have no explanation for this other than I'm just clumsy sometimes. So yeah sorry about that <laughs> sorry about that it's not really a long segment but yeah the next one is dropping shampoo out of my hand in the shower and knocking the stuff all over the shelves now dropping the shampoo is normal dropping the um shower gel is normal the fact of i turn around with my arm whack everything off the shelf onto the ground that's not normal well, it's normal for me because I'm dyspraxic, but oh my gosh. Every single time I'm in the shower, I just knock something off. I went in the shower last night, actually, and I didn't knock anything off. And I was like, goals, woo! <laughs> but yeah, I do this every single time I'm in the shower, and it gets annoying sometimes, but I have to remind myself, dyspraxia. Can't help it. I just have to be more vigilant. And number seven, which happened, which happened about a year and a half ago to two years, almost walking in front of a bus because of my delayed processing. Now, this was on my first date with my boyfriend, which I bet scared the life out of him, honestly. <laughs> this was like on our very first date. We weren't properly dating, but we were seeing how things were going and we were going into town I looked left, looked right on the road, thought, right, there's nothing there, I'm going to cross. Next minute, you know, I get my boyfriend holding me back and he's like, and a, and a, car, a bus just whizzes past me and he's like, oh my God, you almost walked in front of that bus. I was like, I'm positive there wasn't a bus there, but there was a bus there. It was literally my delayed processing. I looked, hadn't seen the bus somehow and just went to go for it. I think I processed it properly. I must have just missed it. But I'm definitely, since that incident, I'm definitely a lot more vigilant to stuff that even if there, even if I think there's stuff in there, there could be something there. Just scan a little bit extra, go on Pelican Crossings, make sure to ask other people. I haven't really had an incident like that since. I'm very, very careful, like very, very careful. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast. I've been sharing my most dyspraxic moments. Let me know on my social medias or wherever you're streaming this from, what your dyspraxic moments are, or if you know anyone with dyspraxia, what their dyspraxic moments are. I hope everyone's having a really happy Christmas, or if you're watching this after Christmas Day, 
I hope your celebrations, whatever you're celebrating, is going really well. Next episode that will be coming out will be on New Year's Day, which I am so, so, so excited about. I think I'm just excited about New Year, New Me. I'm going to be turning 25, which is scary because I don't look or feel 25. Maybe because I don't look or feel it. Maybe I'm not. I'm, I'm going to believe my own hype and think I am not 25, honestly. I mean, I'm not 25 right now, I'm 24, but I am not 25. Not gonna believe it, not gonna happen. <laughs> I've got until March for that anyway. So I really hope you enjoyed the episode. And if I don't see you before the new year, I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'll see you next week. Bye.